1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WFYL 1180. My name is Susan Rocco, and I'm here every week with some amazing women in the Philadelphia area and beyond as well, who are doing some great things. And I'm thrilled to have in the studio with me today uh, a woman. Her name is Lori Salida. And she is partner with Salt Matkov, and she's also founder of TTA Connect, which is a wonderful women's group um, out there supporting each other. So thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Susan. Thanks for having me. I'm
2: happy to be here.
1: I'm glad you are. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about your background um, before we talk about uh, the law that you practice and the wonderful things you're doing with um, TTA Connect. So um, tell us a little bit about your life growing up in Williamsport. Sure. Well, um, like you said, I grew up in Williamsport,
2: which is a relatively small town in central Pennsylvania, north of State College. Um, my family uh, are huge supporters of Penn State, so we spent weekends at every Penn State football game. And, of course, Williamsport is the home of the Little League World Series, so right, uh, right, everyone in my family played baseball or softball. You
1: couldn't not be you
2: a couldn't. fan of baseball and live there, <laughs> that's right? right? That's right. right. Um, my, my grandfather started a business that my dad and my brother now run, still in Williamsport, And uh, I do some work for them now, which is really great. Um, I rode horses competitively almost my whole life, and uh, that's part of the reason why I ended up here in this area. Um, I decided to go to school at Villanova Partly because um, I had an offer from a, a local farm to bring my horse with me to college. Oh, so really? I could oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, so yeah, it was a really great place to grow up. Um, nice small town. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. And uh, it's a, c- kind of a comforting feeling to grow up that way. And to go back. And to go back, right for sure.
1: And uh, what type of business was is your dad in?
2: They um, own a manufacturing business, so they make um, mostly safety padding for amusement park rides. Oh, cool! And um, of course, now that the Marcellus Shale is uh, being developed in central Pennsylvania, they developed um, another company that makes environmentally friendly liners to protect um, the earth. Okay. From, uh, great. any potential incidents that could happen up yeah. there. Yeah, so great field fantastic. to be in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, did you have siblings? I do. I have one one brother. He's okay. seven years younger than I am. Okay.
1: And what what does he do? He runs the uh, businesses with my father. Oh, right. Father. Okay. Yep. You said that. Yep. Um, so tell me, um, where did you go to school? Where did you go to high school?
2: I went to high school at a, a little high school called Loyal Sock High School. We had 104
1: in my graduating wow. class. Wow. That's small. Uh-huh that is small and what types of activities were you involved in there
2: oh I played softball um rode my horse competitively I was a swimmer when I was younger but then everybody got taller than me and it, I had to swim <laughs> twice as fast
1: to keep up with everybody so
2: <laughs> so I, I kept riding instead you kept riding that was a
1: better fit right. <laughs> um okay and talk about your years um I'm actually going through this right now with my son. You know, he's graduating high school, looking to go to college, right. trying to figure it all out, what he's going to do with his life. Um, when you were graduating high school at that time, was, was that when you knew you wanted to study law or was it something oh, no. that progressed later? No, Tell me how my, that came about.
2: My mom always told me that I needed to be a lawyer um, because I was so good at arguing with her all the time. <laughs> and I, I was never ready to accept that, of course. Um, so I wanted to be a sports commentator for ESPN. And oh, specifically, good. I wanted to, to do the equestrian events. Yeah. So I remember as a child um, approaching the woman that um, commentated for ESPN, all of the Grand Prix's for, you know, the horse sports. Right. And telling her that one day I was going to have her job. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I did some internships in um, in radio and TV Um, And then I studied abroad in Australia when I was in college, and uh, while I was there, I was um, exercising racehorses just to um, keep myself involved in the sport while I was away. And at some point during that trip, I decided that I needed to go to
1: law school. You did. And what so, year was that? So that was my junior junior year, year at, at Villanova. Right. OK. Right. And so um, now did you so then you came back and did you go right into law school? I did. After senior year? Yes. OK. And talk about that a little bit. I You did quite well at law school. I did. Um, I chose to
2: live by myself, which I, I think is a uh, was a really pivotal decision for me. Um, I partied really hard when I was an undergrad. Did you just say I, that on I did, radio? I did. Um, and I didn't spend too much time studying. I did very well, but I didn't apply myself nearly as much as I probably should have. And right. then, um, so I decided to live alone uh, when I was in law school. And, and I think um, every young woman should take the opportunity to do that at some point because I learned that I could be completely self-sufficient, um, and figured out that I, I could pretty much do whatever I, I set my mind to at that point, which was great. So I worked really hard and, um, I worked out a lot. Did you? <laughs> did you? So yeah, I, I ran and I lifted weights and I did yoga and I just got myself into this place where I was, um, challenged mentally and physically. And um, it was a really good three years. And of course, during that time, I met my now husband. Okay, so uh, not in law school. Uh, He lived in California at the time. And we met um, when we were both on vacation. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, it was a really good time.
1: Now, we're, I love that that you said. You know, you lived alone, and the lesson <laughs> you learned was that you, you know, you learned about some of your capabilities, and that you didn't need to look to others to to figure out what you were going to do. Where did that come from? Did you have um, parents that that really were supportive and always telling you telling you you could do anything you wanted, oh, or was yeah. that okay? My mom and dad. Um,
2: are still and always have been, um, very good at, um, ingraining the concept that I could do anything and and be whoever I wanted. Um, but also, they were a huge support structure for me. So my mom always knew if I was having a particularly stressful week that she would leave me alone. <laughs> or she would just, you know, send cookies instead of calling right. me every day. <laughs> um, there seems to be a theme going right. there alone. Everyone leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, they were incredibly supportive. And um, it, was, it was nice to know that. If I needed to be on my own, I still had a huge backup system behind
1: me. Right. Um, That was terrific. That's really wonderful. Um, Now, let's talk about, there was an event, actually, that took place in Williamsport that kind of, uh, it had an effect on you, and it kind of guided you into what area of law you were going to practice. Talk about that a little bit.
2: Sure. Well, when I was studying abroad in Australia, uh, TWA Flight 800 crashed, and... um, the One of the high schools in the Williamsport area where my cousin went to school at the time um, had a French club of students on board that flight. And, um, of course, everybody that was on, on the flight perished. So I was totally disconnected on the other side of the country when my town was going through. I just got the chills. <laughs> this <Yeah>. tremendous <clears throat> upheaval and um, and really turbulent. A horrifying time um, So you know My family went to Numerous funerals And we lost a lot of People that we knew um, Fortunately uh, My cousin at the last minute Decided to stay home From that trip And, and she wasn't on that flight But she almost was Wow And it was um, It was a, a very unique time So When I graduated From law school uh, I went to work At a wonderful Large firm In Center City for, um, I, I went through their summer associate program, mm-hmm. and then accepted an offer to join them full time after I took the bar exam. Uh, that was in 2001. My first day at that firm was um, September 11th of 2001.
1: Wow. Yeah. So wow. we were... Um, Another emotional... Right day, right. Um,
2: we were all in computer training when uh, the towers collapsed, and they closed the firm and sent everybody home
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the next day, um, I went into work just like a, a normal day and asked one of the partners at the firm if I could work with him. Um, he did. Tort practice uh, it, Which is basically litigation Stemming from um, personal injuries Or wrongful death And that kind of thing mm-hmm. All on the defense side uh, and, I, and I knew that I, I liked that area of law From my experience in law school So I, I walked into his office And I said um, Hi, my name's Lori And I just started here I don't know anything But I'd like to learn And if you have anything that's appropriate for me I'd really like to, to work with you uh, and he said that the firm had just been retained to represent one of the airports that was involved in the 9-11 issues. Right, right. So uh, he sent me to the Jenkins Law Library to research various issues. And we developed this fantastic connection. And, you know, the rest is history. So I began practicing. Well, you you asked me how uh, it connected with the TWA issue. Yes, and I, yes. And I... Uh, I didn't get there. I didn't close the loop for you. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> That's okay. I, um, the more you talk, the easier my job is. <laughs> so,
2: uh, right. So when I, I walked into um, this man's office, he's, he was a pretty uh, rough and, gu- and gruff, direct kind of guy. And he said, well, what makes you suited to practice aviation law? And, of course, I didn't know the answer to that at the time. I just thought it might be interesting. But I came up with the best thing I knew to say, and I explained about my background with uh, TWA Flight 800. And he said, well, didn't you just tell me that you knew a lot of people on board that plane? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, wouldn't that make you more suited to uh, represent plaintiffs instead of defendants then? And I said, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, we only do defense work here. And I said, that's okay. <laughs> I that's still okay. want to
1: do it. <laughs> right, right. Something's moving me right. towards it. I don't know why, right? <laughs> right. So just give me an assignment. Right. So I can help you. Right. <laughs> but then, so then you dove right in and aviation became a big part of, of the law that you practice. That's right. Yeah. That's right, it did. And what does that entail? I mean, aviation law, if you are um, on the side of, of defendants and, what types of cases do you, I, I, I don't want to you know, ask you specifics, but oh, sure. what, yeah, what types of work does that involve? Well, I do
2: mostly product liability litigation. So um, I represent manufacturers and distributors of parts on airplanes that are involved in uh, mostly crashes. And uh, we, I do some work for airlines too. So mm-hmm. if an airline gets sued because a beverage cart ran over somebody's foot, I might handle something like that. Right. right? Um, I would say the vast majority of what I'm doing now um, are crash cases or, you know, incidents, forced landings, landings, emergency landings, things like that.
1: It's a little unnerving to me to, to think that there's enough of that going on right. you know, around the world that uh, it keeps you going well, with cases. Fortunately, the aviation bar is pretty small. So <laughs> That's good to know. Right. right. That's good to know. Um, we are going to take a short little break. And when we come back, I'd love to talk all about the um, TTA Connect women's group that you founded and, and what made you do that. So we'll be back in a moment. Great.
3: The pens in my hand, ending untrawn, staring at the blank page before you open...
1: Want your home to look great for company from out of town, moving to a new place, or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean, so why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket, or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the
2: game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need for the therapist you trust.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're here on 1180 WFYL Women to Watch. And my name is Susan Rocco, and I'm sitting here today with Lori Salida, who is partner of Salts Matkov and also founder of TTA Connect, um, which we're going to talk a little bit about that now. What, what um, inspired Lori to start this group, which is a women's group? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what the group does and how it supports women.
2: That sounds great. Um, TTA Connect is a professional women's networking group that I founded, I guess, about a year and a half ago now. Um, TTA stands for Tell, Think, Ask, and then, of course, Connect. And I came up with that name because um, in all of the work that I've done over the years, looking at various women's issues and talking to other professional women, There seemed to be a common theme that um, most of the time women are afraid to talk about themselves and um, ask affirmatively for help from somebody else. Um, I started realizing that I had this fantastic network of women, whether it be clients or friends or friends of friends, um, most of whom, if they knew each other, could help each other somehow. right. So I sat down one day and I made a list of everybody that I thought could benefit from one another. And I was pretty surprised to see that I had almost 80 women on this list um, from many different parts of the country in a variety of different professions. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are entrepreneurs, small business owners, others work for major companies um, some are, uh, work for the government and some are stay at home moms right now who used to work in uh, an industry and maybe are looking to get back mm-hmm. or, um, are just content staying home right now, but don't want to lose a
1: network. Right. That's a very good right. point.
2: Right. Yeah. So, um, we had, uh, our inaugural event in January, 2012, at Fork Restaurant in Philadelphia, nice. it was wonderful. I bet, <clears throat> and um, and from that point on, I the word has spread, and uh, my group has become a little bit more focused, and our mission seems to be uh, even more again in focus than than it might have been originally. Right. So it's a very very flexible group. People come and go as they please. Uh, there are no dues. The only qualification really is that uh, you're willing to put yourself out there and come to the meetings when you can, and um, help other women other women get to
1: where they want to be in their careers right. at some point. Right? Can you talk about any specific um, instances of, of women coming together and, and something developing? Sure. Um, I guess the easiest example is uh, really our very first
2: meeting. We were all sitting around this giant table at Fork and it was our, you know, first meeting ever. Mm -hmm. So everyone around the table was introducing themselves. And um, out of the 18 or 20 women who were in attendance, only three in that group were extremely happy in their careers and with the uh, life work balance that they had achieved, everyone else was um, was not so happy. Some were you know looking to get out of their jobs altogether and make a complete career change. Mm-hmm. Others were um, you know interested in staying in the same field, but not happy with the company that they were working for at the time right and um, the th- the three women who were there and happy and confident. Were um, had this really important message that the rest of us, you know, couldn't be afraid to go out on a limb and make a change. Right. And really, what was the worst that could happen? Right. And you fall, um, you start over. Right, right. So uh, as, as of the second or third meeting, at least three or four of the women had already made major changes. Um, One of them was working for a catering company and uh, she broke off and started her own wedding planning business. Wow, that's Um, awesome. Yeah, it was great. Another one left a company that she had been with for... Uh, I guess ten or eleven years, and is working for a different company now, where she has a lot more flexibility and can see her her children more often. It doesn't right. have to travel as much. Right. So, um, just having the the support in the room and the structure in place for uh, those women to feel like they had somebody that was there to you know give them the pep talk and send them on their way and then be there to catch
1: them if they fell yeah it was invaluable yeah it's really wonderful sometimes it's just about saying out loud you know what you're struggling with right right and so um there's times in everyone's life when they have those same you know I'm just not feeling you know uh, I'm in a good place right now and when someone says I get it you know what you might want to do um, and for that reason alone, I think that's a wonderful reason to start a group like that. Right, right.
2: I think it was our third meeting. Um, one woman came and we were all introducing ourselves. And uh, she, you know, it was her turn to stand up and and talk about who she was and what she did. She was new to the group. That was her first meeting. And she just started to cry and said that uh, she had just been laid off and she had no idea what she was going to do next. And it was amazing. You know, within five minutes, everyone else in the room was crying with her. Right. And uh, that's what we do. We cry together. Yeah. And we had, um, you know, 50 different suggestions of how people in the room could help her and uh, she ended up maybe two or three days later packing up her bags and um, taking a big, long vacation all over the country, and then coming back and getting her feet under a fresh start. You know, I love
1: that. Because when I think about the difference between men and women, men, men aren't going to cry, they're just (laughs) going to get right to work. This is what we need to do, right? right. Women cry first. That's the, you know, empathy. And then they come up with ideas, Right. right? And she needed that to stand
2: up and say, Oh, my gosh, I haven't ever said this out loud before. But I, I just got laid off. Oh, my gosh, it feels so weird to say this out loud. Right, right. But it was great. And she had this room, you know, of supporters there. Yeah. For her.
1: Um, I'd love to know a little bit about how you manage your day with, with all that you're doing. You have children, you're married, um, you're an attorney taking on large cases, um, you're running this networking group. And for the women that might be listening that feel, gosh, I, I could never do that, Um how do you how do you do it? How do you go about your day? What works for you and what doesn't work? Uh,
2: I think the key for me is to have as much flexibility in my career as I possibly can. Um, I'm now working at at Saltz Matkoff, which is a, a great little yeah. boutique firm um, in the suburbs. Right. We handle cases, you know, all over the tri state area, mm-hmm. but um, the location is relatively close to my home. So um, I don't have a long commute downtown anymore, which has been very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that the technology now is so good where we can sort of work wherever we need to work is a a really big factor. So, um, you know, if I if I have to, if I absolutely have to, I can log on to the computer at, you know, 8.30 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night once I've put my kids to bed and catch up on something that I I might not have gotten to during the day because I wanted to be cup, cupcake mom at school. Right, right. So um, flexibility is really key. And working with people who understand where you are in your life is also really key. Um, and I, I, I think I found that. So having a, a team of people around you that... Um, that get it mm-hmm. and that are supportive of it and that um, can have your back if they if they need to step in because you have something going on at home. Um, also, I happen to have a, a really fantastic spouse who um, is very supportive of my career. So, you know, if I have to travel on business, um, he, he's he's he making the kids to available. the games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And of course, my my parents and my husband's parents are are great. They don't live locally, but if we need them to, they come and stay with the kids. And Mm -hmm. and I have a nanny that watches them during the day. So, well, that, you know,
1: I there hasn't been one interview that I've done where a woman hasn't said you need a support system. Right. You know, you can't you can't do it anything by yourself. (laughs) Right. Right. And I have
2: uh, I have girlfriends. We all. That also work so we call each other whenever our support system breaks down (laughs) oh my gosh what do we do now
1: can I borrow one of your supporters for the day (laughs) speed dial to the uh the emergency standby exactly yeah so
2: it's great to have friends that have support structures in place that you can uh mooch off of if you have to exactly and you
1: know what I think sometimes um women don't feel that they have that but they haven't asked for it. Right, you, know, exactly. you, you said that I mean that's part you of the title of your group right. is to ask uh, and not be afraid to ask because right. we all need it. Exactly. Except, right. It's not a weakness. No. No. It's not a weakness.
2: I think um, I've had to come to terms with giving myself permission to reach out and ask for help sometimes. I, You know, we all want to be strong and do everything ourselves, but mm-hmm. you can't. You, you just can't, can't. Right. And so once you come to terms with that and realize that I'm no less of a person, no less of a mom, no less of an employee, no less of a professional, because I've asked for help, you actually find you get ahead. Right. Right. So
1: um, let's talk a little bit about what some, well, as far as your day to day, what are some of the things that struggle for you that that really challenge you on a daily basis and then what are some of the things you most look forward to in your work
2: in my work um well I think my biggest challenge is making sure that when I'm at work I don't tune out the rest of my life Um, I have a tendency when I when I get to work to just to be there and focused completely on exactly what I'm doing. Um, and sometimes I might have a text sitting on my phone from my nanny that my, my daughter needs something, you know, for 15 minutes and I, and, or half an hour and I might not realize that it's there because I'm focused. So my biggest challenge is to remind myself that I, I can't only be in one place at one time, even if I physically am.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, it almost, I mean, as you're saying that, I'm thinking it's it's sometimes very good to stay focused on a task. Right. But you're saying that you need to be, to come out of that a little bit more. That's interesting. Right, right. Um, but I, I look forward
2: to getting there and getting focused too, because isn't that why we all work, to, to get there and, um, you know, drill down on what it is that challenges us and then conquer it <laughs> right so so I think it's you know it's a really difficult dichotomy you, you, you kind of have to I want to be available to um make sure that I'm a good mom and an available mom but um but I also need to be a good lawyer and an available lawyer for my clients. And I, I really try to do both. And that's for me, that's the biggest struggle. Yeah.
1: That sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's
2: that why goes against wine. everything we're talking about.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to do the best I can at everything. Right. <laughs> right. But that's why you have that's
2: yeah. why you have support structures and, you know, good people to work with. Right. And um, you, you have to understand that you need all those things
1: and then affirmatively set them in place. Yeah, right. That's great. Um, we're going to take one more quick break and when we come back, I'd like to talk about Salts Matkov and, and how you're different and why it's so great that you're a smaller firm with all of the experience uh, that that you have. That would be great.
3: Times my tries are outside the line oh, yeah, yeah. We've been conditioned to not make mistakes But I can live that way now. Staring at the blank page before you Open up the dirty window Let the sun illuminate.
1: What woman out there is not tired of the department store shopping experience? Unkept dressing rooms, no customer service, and never being able to find the right size. This is your answer. Come shop with us. We are best dressed, and we are the most exciting new way to shop the beautiful private label of W by Worth. If you're tired of wearing only 20% of your clothing 80% of the time, Wardrobe building is a must, and we can show you how to do that and save money. Best Dressed is a business that offers a luxury brand of clothing that will forever be in your closet and always your favorite thing to wear. For the absolute best customer service, easy purchasing and returns, personal custom fitting, and shopping when it's most convenient for you, please contact Best Dressed at 215 266 5680. And be sure to view collection at wbyworth.com. Is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product? Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost-effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000 square foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year, we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers, including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steels and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch here on 1180 WFYL. Today's guest is Lori Salida from Saltz Matkov, uh, which is a small boutique law firm um, just outside of Philadelphia in Wayne. And before the break, Lori and I were discussing um, th- the reason she transitioned from a from a larger firm to, to a smaller firm. And, and I wanted to make sure we talked about why Your firm is different and what the wonderful advantages are to being in a small firm, but having all of the experience that comes from working from some of the larger firms. Sure.
2: Um, Well, most of the partners at Saltz Matkov are from big firms, um, international firms like where I was. So we were all trained um, with that caliber of legal work and representing, you know, huge Fortune 500 companies on Mass litigation, um, and understand how you know big firms function and the business of law. We, we've all had that training, for one reason or another. We've all decided um, to to leave that the large firm atmosphere. For me, uh, I wanted a, a different work life balance and to be a little bit closer to home. Um, I I liked the idea of having um, a small intimate team that I could work with every day Mm -hmm. and and really connect with the people that I uh, that I worked with Um, and you know sometimes it's also rate driven we have it it, depending on the types of clients that that we feel comfortable uh, working with and the the types of work that we desire or or want to do or have gotten really good at doing Mm -hmm. um, sometimes those those types of clients uh, may not want to pay the types of rates that they would need to pay if they retained mega firms. Right. So, um, so that, you know, those are all reasons why, why people may choose to leave a big firm and go to a smaller firm. Some of those reasons are, you know, what, why I decided to do it. But, um, you know, I, I loved my, my big firm and I, I still do. I, I really have a, a lot of respect for, for it. Um, But for me, it was just a time to make a change, to give myself permission to do something different and get out of my comfort zone a little bit because I I thought in the long term... It would be the right thing for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, Saltzmatkov is a boutique litigation firm. Um, I don't want to use the word small because we can handle a lot of work. Right, <laughs> right. Um, we have uh, a, a lot of really great lawyers there with um, some incredible experience and and particularly uh, good trial experience. Um, we do, uh, like I said, litigation defense. Um, some of us do a lot more on the product liability and aviation transportation side. Some mm-hmm. of us do some um, general business and corporate disputes or construction litigation. Um, pretty much anything that a, a business owner might need. We do employment work. Um, I do uh, a lot of I I have a soft spot for entrepreneurs and small business owners, probably because of of my family background. Right, right. So um, I'm counsel for my my father and my brother's businesses. And um,
1: they're lucky to have
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, So you know, I like I like doing that for people, even if it's Something that somebody might not think of as legal i I do a lot of you know product marketing type advice. What can you say in your labels or your warnings that right you know right. won 't get you in trouble <laughs> right right <laughs> that kind of thing um, so and we also represent individuals too, so it you know it's just a, a nice multifaceted firm, um, lots of personal attention, big firm experience without the
1: the big firm price tag, I
2: guess. Right, right.
1: So so an individual out there, individual entrepreneur can come to you for guidance as well as Fortune 500 companies. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Actually, that probably makes your, your work that much more interesting because right. you're not working with the same type of client all the time. That's right. That's right. Yep. So what are some of the things... Um, Outside of the the client work that you do, is your firm involved in any kind of um, initiatives in the community or anything locally that um, people might be interested in?
2: Well, um, I know that they've been incredibly supportive of of your show and right. <laughs> um, and <laughs> what I'm you. trying to do right, and uh, incredibly supportive of my my networking group. Right. Um, everybody in the firm is involved in in some. Individual Different endeavors, right, right, right. right. Um, one of my partners is on the form of executive women. Um, another one of them is really involved in uh, the auto industry and does a lot of, um, you know, car related stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> So it's a, it's something you have no interest in. (laughs) Well, no, it's not that I have no interest. I just don't know a lot about it yet. Right. Um, And this move to um, Saltz Matkoff for me is relatively new. I'm still learning a lot about uh, the fantastic group of individuals we have there. Right. So um,
1: let's, let's talk a a little bit about, let's go back to the group uh, TTA Connect for a moment. If if there's women out there that want to get involved with the group, um, what is the best way for them to do that?
2: The best way is to check the group out on LinkedIn. Uh, If you go to LinkedIn and just search TTA connect under groups, you'll find us right away. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're interested in what you see there, feel free to um, make a request to join. And of course, you know, I look at everybody that asks to join and, and as long as there is some connection to, you know, wanting to be involved in helping women develop professionally. um, I'm really happy to have you. I, I don't, we, we're not a group that, you know, I invite solicitors to come and sell Mary Kay products or whatever. That, that's not what we're about. Right. Um, but I want all women, whether you're working or not, if you have an interest in getting involved in a professional women's networking group and think that you can contribute and, um, and be a support structure for other professional women... Please check us out.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to point out you, when you say uh, there, there's women that are still raising their children. They're oh, at home yeah. working hard. They yes. can join as well. Absolutely. Because they have experience in something at some point. Uh, they don't have to be working outside of the home, I should say. No. In order to contribute. Absolutely help. not. Yeah, that's really important.
2: There, There is a um, large component of the group uh, that, you know, consists of, Young Younger women that have small children, myself included mm-hmm. and um, sometimes having somebody there that supports and appreciates working moms mm-hmm. um, even if she is not working at the time, is really important because we get a perspective from her that we. Wouldn't otherwise have Right And for those of you Working moms out there Who are listening um, It's really difficult Sometimes I find it Just crazy That there seems to be This big divide Between you know Working moms And non-working moms Yeah And and we well, need I, We need to support Each other better
1: Well there work Right Because I, I we need to Come up with a You know we say Working inside the home Outside the home You know raising children Taking care of the house Is work It's a different kind of work Right Right So um, I think it would be Really valuable to have have the moms that are still at home raising the children's come to these meetings and kind of, you know, level everybody out and say, right. listen, you're, you know, you're freaking out about something maybe corporate that um, maybe is not as crazy as you think. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, something very interesting I read about you when I was going over your bio and, <laughs> and reading about your background is that you've written um, several children's books. I, I tell do. Tell about how, tell me how that came to be.
2: Well, um, I have two little girls, um, Haley and Chandler. They are the prettiest little blonde things you've ever seen.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, Chandler's three and Haley's almost six. They have these personalities that are, are just hilarious and wonderful. But um, I started kind of keeping track of these funny, funny things that they have said over the years. We all
1: wish we did that. It's so great that you actually wrote them down.
2: Somebody told me to to write them down once. So I started keeping journals when I was commuting back and forth from the city. I would write down, oh, yeah, she said that yesterday. Um, And then I I turned some of these funny things into stories. Okay, Um, One of the stories is about, uh, you know, a a mom that works and um, how the child doesn't understand why the mom has to go to work every day. That's a little bit of still funny, but more... There are funny parts, but more serious. Um, so, you know, mostly whenever I was having a, a struggle or, you know, needed an outlet of some kind, I would take one of these funny lines and sit down and, and write something about it. Um, and it was a, a good escape for me to, you know, mentally disconnect from whatever real things I had going on. And, right. And kids get are great into for that. Fiction. Yeah. 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 So... So that's that's what I did. So are you going to continue? Do you think? To I hope so. Because I, I they're really only three it. and six, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoy writing. I I enjoy writing no matter what the topic. But um, the fiction writing is a, f- a fun pastime. Yeah. And um, you know maybe someday I'll I'll get one or two of them published. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but but it's more fun to just sit down and have that outlet sometimes.
1: Right, right. It's a great outlet as opposed to, to reading to actually be writing fiction is right. kind of get takes you away from reality just as well. Mm-hmm. Probably better. Right. I, I feel like when I was younger, I was a very,
2: very creative soul. And as I got older, I, I, I kind of lost some of that. Yeah. So trying to reconnect with being creative is mm-hmm. a good thing. We should all do that. So I, I uh, that's one of the ways I'm trying to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: um, for some of the women that are listening, um, we always try to talk about uh, ways. I mean, the show is to is to support women and try to inspire them. Um, I would love for you to give some advice to the listeners. Um, what what is it about you that made you have the courage? to go after the things that you wanted to do. And not that you're done, right? You know, there are many many things yet to come, but um law school's hard. Law mm-hmm. school's very hard and there um the dynamic of um you know what goes on in in law with men and women um is is uh, can be a struggle. But yet you kept believing and you said I'm I'm going to do it. You know, um what is it you can say to to the listeners to help them have that same belief?
2: Well, I think um, we talked a little bit about this already, that my mom and dad and my husband have been incredibly supportive of me and my career uh, forever. And that's been a huge help because I I might not have had the courage to, to do all of this if I hadn't had that structure. Right. Um, but I had a mentor at my firm that I adored and um, was very good at kind of nudging me along in a not-so-gentle way. Uh, which sometimes i needed right um, he passed away a few years ago uh, prematurely he was a um, had developed cancer and was and died very soon after he was diagnosed and i, I kind of felt my whole career just rocked to the core when that happened um, I really didn't know whether I was coming or going or whether I should stick it out if i wanted to practice anymore without him there I, I didn't have any of those answers and so I sort of just you know, went through. Oh, and by the way, the, his passing happened um, two or three weeks after my second daughter was born. So I was on maternity leave after a, a C section trying to, um, you know save our business. <laughs> yeah. And that was a real challenge, uh, you know, sleep deprived and, and maybe not communicating as well as I wanted to with different people, just trying to do the best I could and right. hanging in I there. I think
1: all women need to have a past after right. they give birth. The, yeah. <laughs> there should be a, I don't know, six months <laughs> where you don't have to for, think. Where you have to think right. cause, yeah. We do a lot of crazy things right. in that time. Right.
2: So, um, so, you know, for a while, I was just kind of going through the motions and trying to figure out what my next steps were going to be. And it it, it really took me a long time to understand what it was that I wanted to do with my life. And I thought that giving up and um, just completely getting out of the business was not the right thing because I thought it would have been an emotive decision you know, just based on the fact that he wasn't there anymore, and how was that being rational i I just didn't know, yeah, yeah, um so I thought, you know, give it a shot, and then I started realizing that um I didn't have to be like him, that I could be my own person and have my own thoughts and mentor people myself and come into my own skin and you know think that I guess i I have to um you know, I wrote some little notes down here because I wanted to make sure that I that I said the, these these things in Good. this precise way. Right. Um, sometimes women have to be comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I was until recently, um, and of course I'm not always. But right. some, There's yeah. moments. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep, where you digress. Yep. Right. But you have to give yourself permission again to to be okay with who you are and. Not necessarily have to be somebody else. Right. Or try to model yourself after somebody else. Um, you know, figure out what your own personality is and, and grow your business with that. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid to choose and develop your own style. Uh, practicing law, even though it's very code based and scientific in some senses, mm-hmm. it's an art form. Um, uh, you know your writing style, your arguing style, the way that you communicate with clients. Develop your own style. E- every business has um, facets of it that enable you to to be artful and develop right. your own style and your own way of doing things. Right. So, um, again, give yourself permission to do that. It, it took me a long time to to feel like I could, and you know, you have to. Um. And, and again, just giving up the notion of trying to be somebody else is a something that took me a, a long time to get to. But it's I, I feel like I've finally done that. Yeah. And um, a lot of doors opened for me when I realized that, hey, I, I have a lot to to give here right um i'm a good catch (laughs) (laughs) i hope
1: your husband's listening (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh, i I love that because i think it's so true that you know we we need mentors i hear that over and over mentors are critical and you Um, never give you never stop needing mentors right you don't and and we want to learn from them but we don't want to mimic them right? right Right. That's really where um, the value comes. In, mm-hmm. in just, you know, never stop wanting to learn, but always attribute it to, you know, using it the way you feel comfortable, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of the show. It's, okay. It always goes too fast. And um, I'm so appreciative of your coming in. And before uh, before we end, if you could just tell the listeners the best way to contact you, should they need your legal services, or if there's women out there interested in joining TTA Connect. Sure. Um, well, again, my name is
2: Laurie Salida. I'm at Salts Matkov. That's S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-T-K-O-V. Um, we have a website, saltsmatkov.com. You can reach me at, uh, 484-318-7225. And, uh, if you're interested in TTA connect, again, check us out on LinkedIn, search TTA connect under groups. Great.
1: Thank you so much. It was Thank a great you. show.
2: Thank you very much.
1: That's it gang for this week of women to watch here on 1180 WFYL uh, make it a good week and, and we'll see you next Saturday. Salts Matkov. Would you like a legal team with over 100 years of experience working for you to defend litigation in the areas of business and contract disputes, employment, transportation and aviation, products and premises liability, intellectual property and construction? We are Salts and we can help. From Wall Street to Main Street, we represent Fortune 500 companies and small businesses alike, achieving successful results inside and outside of the courtroom. For a free consultation, contact us at 484-318-7225 or visit us on the web at saltsmatkov.com. That's S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-T-K-O-V.com. Large firm expertise for a fraction of the cost and with all of the personal attention you need. Serving Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Call 484-318-7225 or go to saltsmatkov.com.